Welcome to Two Crones and a Microphone. I am Linda. And I am Betty. We are cultural midwives and a force for change using applied practical spirituality. We've been friends and colleagues for over 35 years. We will talk about wisdom practices we use in daily life. And Betty, let's chat about our next year of podcasts. You know, our second year has the theme Restore and Replenish. And by the way, everyone, we do practice what we suggest to you. So we're pretty excited about this podcast, Joyfully Restore Your Spirit. It features a bevy of ways to reconnect with your creative spirit and restore a connection to your body, mind, and spirit and embody joy and fun. I think that's really what we want to focus on. And with everything going on in the world today, we actually need to bring this into our lives for balance. Completely agree. Absolutely. Well, let's just launch in. So, you know, let's go back to childhood. Any of you remember coloring books? I do. I had some favorites. And, you know, coloring books are back in vogue, even for adults. And it includes topics ranging from mandalas to what the heck, go back and pick up a kid's coloring book of your favorite cartoons. Dare to be ridiculously joyous and engaged as you color with pen, pencil, or crayon. And you don't have to do it for very long. That's going to be true across all these suggestions. If you do these things for anywhere from five to 15 minutes, you're going to feel a shift. One of our good friends, actually, when she retired, this was one of the first things that she took up. Because I remember her saying, you know, the only thing I have to worry about today is what page am I going to color in my coloring book? <laughs> was that, that's great. Was that the Zentangle work? No, no. It was just a straight coloring a straight book. Straight coloring it book. That's and, great. Um, Pat, her name is Pat. Yeah. When she first retired, uh-huh. you know, this is what she, she started to do. And then from there, she went to Zentangle and, yeah, and yeah. a whole bunch of other yeah. things. She's, she's very, very creative. Of course. She's beautiful work, but I was laughing so hard because she had this really high pressure job as a nurse. Yeah. And uh, to hear her say, my only problem is what page am I going to color? <laughs> <It was laughs> That's a really pretty delightful. good problem to have. That's yes. great. Yeah. Yes. I love it. <laughs> Well, Betty, you know, we both love to sing, but you had a particular take on things. You wanted to talk about humming. Yes, I love to hum. And maybe it's because it just kind of reverberates in my chest, um, makes my body feel good. Yeah. Um, And it's something you can do anywhere, really, when Mm -hmm. you think about it, even if Mm -hmm. you're just lightly humming under your breath. Mm -hmm. Uh, I have used it holding babies. Because they feel that, you know, they hear the sound and then they feel it coming through your chest. You know, it kind of reminds me of a cat purring. Yes. When you hum and, you know, purring reboots their immune system. Um, It helps humans to calm down. Yes, And I think it does the same for us when we hum. So we're really like kitties purring along. I love that too, because you know what humming does? It sort of activates, it activates your entire skull. All the bones in your skull will vibrate with the tone that's, that you're humming. And I think that's just part of the picture. I agree. I agree. And it just, it helps lift your mood. It really, really does. Absolutely does. Do you have a favorite song you like to hum? Uh, 
<laughs> it depends on where I'm at. at yeah, the yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, as the audience knows, Prince is my go-to for a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And yes, uh, Red Raspberry Beret is one of my very favorites. <laughs> oh, I did. love it. <laughs> connected with some very happy memories to me. So very often you see me going, mm-hmm, you know, <laughs> just, to, yeah. just to lift my mood a little bit. Okay. And um, sometimes I hum some of the hymns that we sing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that brings me peace. You know, it just, just elevates the spirit, brings me peace. Um, I feel like, you know, I'm saying a little prayer as I'm humming along. Sure. Um, the last time that I used humming, actually, um, a little bit of a sad, uh, not a little bit, it was a sad occasion, but I was holding my uh, sister's cat. Mm, I remember this, yeah. We were getting ready to help uh, Jerome over the Rainbow Bridge. He was 19 and he was ready. And so I just held him up against my chest and I hummed to him, oh. you know, as, as we did the procedure. So, yeah. And you could see that he was relaxed. He was ready. Yeah. You know? So it, it, humming does a lot. It really, really does a lot. And sometimes I would use it in the hospital mm-hmm. because people, you know, if you remember, I took a lot of critically ill patients under my wing. Uh, they were, that's what I did. I worked in critical care and sometimes actual music would be too much for them. Yes. You know, and also for a person who is dying, I've helped many people cross. So yes. if you hum gently, it's peaceful. You know, it, it's not uh, sharp or glaring or it, it's just a nice peaceful cadence that you have. So mm-hmm. humming works for the people around us it works for us helps change the energy field I know. Uh, i'm a big proponent i love it and you know in general too singing or even really listening to music of any kind helps us reboot our moment it, it wraps us in sound and vibrational awareness in the now it really can help release tension ground us make us happier it's just, it's such a wonderful thing. You know, one thing I do in some of my classes is I'll lead singing and sometimes we'll do singing in rounds. And so, especially when you're sitting in a circle with people and the voices are coming from all directions, it, it can be absolutely profound. It's just yes. so lovely. Um, the other thing I really enjoy doing is, uh, and I know you do too, Linda, is walking in nature. Oh, yeah. You know, I've mentioned I have a special tree in the back that I love to sit and talk with and be part of. And it, it's just lovely. There's a term for all this is called forest bathing. Mm-hmm. And I was part of a uh, panel yesterday. Oh, good. And yeah. One of the cancer thrivers was talking about how her favorite thing to do is forest bathing. She goes out into the woods, she walks, she listens. And I could totally relate to that because when I'm really stressed out, I'll grab the leash, take Luna out, and we just walk through, you know, I'm blessed with a lot of property up here. So I listen to the birds, I listen. It's it's funny, now there's a whole bunch of acorns falling and you can hear them. Oh, yes, the sound indeed. of that. Yep. Um, the leaves rustling mm-hmm. i the and uh lately we've had a lot of crows they are busy 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 out there you know yes, yes hear the crows hear the deer running so it just all that 
joyful noise really helps lift my spirit. It really, really does. Yeah, we've recommended this so many times, grounding, trees, outdoors. Yeah, and I'm really fortunate too because um, I echo you on the oaks. I have a couple of giant oaks right outside my front door and boy, they're pelting down the acorns. Now and then they throw a special branch my way. I try to pay attention because now and then they'll throw me one that has beautiful acorns still on the branch and that one gets to come inside. Oh, nice. Very nice. Yeah, our squirrels are really super busy too. They're they're Uh gathering up the bounty. Poor Luna got hit on the head with an acorn the other day. She was like, what is that? What happened? Wait a minute. What happened? (laughs) That's great. One of our other things that we have talked a lot about um, is dance. It turns out it's a favorite topic for both of us. Yes, it is. And I was so fortunate to work with uh, Dr. Jim Gordon. He is a psychiatrist, uh, complementary and medicine proponent for many decades, actually. He founded the Center for Mind-Body Medicine. It was founded in uh, 1991 by him. He's a professor of psychiatry, family medicine, or was at Georgetown uh, University. Mm -hmm. And he was actually one of the first chairman of the White House Commission on Complementary and Alternative Medicine under Presidents Clinton and President Bush. G.W. Bush. Okay. And one of the, among the many things that he taught us in dealing with stress and tension, um, because one of the things he does is he goes into areas where there's been a lot of trauma and he works with the people there to help them uh, try and deal with the effects of that trauma. And one of the big things that he worked with us on was dancing and shaking. Oh, that's fabulous. It is. He would get us up with um, reggae music, a lot of reggae music. Cool. Yes. And we would dance and shake. And, you know, shaking sounds a little crazy. So let's just deal with the dance a little bit. And I'll explain to you about the shaking. And Linda, maybe you can play a little snippet of the reggae music. Sure. So um, hang on. And this, I would dance around the room to this sometimes i'd have a scarf that i would use or i'd have a skirt on that i'd be flinging around excellent i love i love all those accoutrements perfect now thank you that was so nice oh those of you listening think about it for a second how many of you were bouncing in your seat or (laughs) danced a little bit around your kitchen or your living room or wherever you're listening to the podcast that music is so geared for dancing and then the other thing that he had us do was shake Uh and that might have been different kind of music that he would use Mm -hmm. but you would just stand there and Shake everything out of your body. Just shake away. Shake, 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 shake. Yeah. It sounds strange, but try it out. And please let us know what kind of a result you have. I always love hearing people's comments when they try this out. You could do this in the car. You know, I've been known to do it in the car. I think that's a great idea. Surprise the people around you. Absolutely. (laughs) I'll be sitting at a a stoplight, you know, and I'm bouncing around with uh, my favorite prince or depending on who's on the radio, singing along, shaking my arms, you know. 
Well, I, I, I really love all this, you know, because it, almost in preparation, but kind of spontaneously, but almost in preparation for us talking about this practice, I decided I was going to take up something that I've always loved to do. You know, I've loved movement of all types. And over the last week and a half, I've been dancing for at least 15 minutes a day. And I am here to tell you in two days time, I do it after dinner. I, I rest a little bit, but you know, I, I do it after dinner, maybe an hour after dinner. And I put on whatever music is inspiring me in the moment. And I just move and it can be really subtle. It doesn't have to be big, just sort of swaying from side to side and getting my feet under me. So I feel my feet, I feel my hips, I feel my hands moving through the air. It, it's just it's kind of enchanting and just allowing myself to do that for 15 minutes without any reservation and explore and just see what happens. I've been combining too a few Tai Chi moves in there because I really like to. P.S. I was a choreographer at one point in time, but I'm trying to unstructure it in a way and just see what emerges, you know, take it for whatever it is. And I have to tell you, after two days, two days of that practice, I was feeling happier in my body, more connected with my body, more present in the moment. 15 minutes, that's it. I think it's amazing. Um, and the other thing is I've evolved a little too. I'm starting to, at one point in time, I did take a little bit of belly dance. And so I'm starting to incorporate some of those moves back in there too. And that's really sweet. So... That's that's been my practice. I've been doing it for a week and a half now, and I don't know. I'm just so happy in my body. It's really been phenomenal. Yeah, it just kind of shakes everything loose, and yeah. you know, you feel so relaxed afterwards. That's it. You know, I was trying to think. Um, Lorena McKennett has some wonderful, wonderful dance music. Honey, if you're, you're reading my with her, mind. Yes, if you're not familiar with her. Um, please uh, cue into some of her music because it's absolutely beautiful for dancing. It yes. really is. One of my favorites. And that's what I dance to the most, Lorena McKennett. And ah. she has so many wonderful choices. You could listen to almost anything. She's been producing music for the last 30 years and anything is good. It ranges from Celtic to world music to um, all kinds of things. Really, really lovely. You know, we're talking about feeling more embodied and sort of slowing down and experiencing the moment fully. The Gates of Istanbul is one of my mm. absolute favorites because it just sinks into this sort of swaying, deep rhythm that gets me into the here and now. So highly recommend all those things. Yeah, and if you have any suggestions, let us know. Oh, yeah. Because we can pass that on. You know, this is this is this podcast. We'd like it to be uh, interactive so you can give us your experience also. Oh, and by the way, a little P.S. The music we were playing for those who might not have recommend might not have recognized it was Bob Marley. Don't worry. Be happy. Easily accessible. You bet. So, Linda, I understand that you have been doing a little poetry. Oh, always. Yeah. And, and so one of the things about poetry is, for me at least, it, it's like a window or door to the mysteries of life. Because usually poets work really hard to distill the wording down to just those little potent syllables of meaning, right? 
And I want to encourage us, because I try this myself too, and it really makes a difference. Read the poetry out loud to yourself. It can be an irreverent, funny poem. It can be something that's really deep and meaningful. It doesn't matter really. It can be Calvin and Hobbes poetry. I don't care. Read it out loud to yourself. And this is why, you know, the Japanese have a phrase, it's called hado, H-A-D-O. And that means the vibrational potency or unique signature of any person's voice. We all have a unique hado or vibrational sound quality to our voice. And there are some that interpret that as being able to be mm, richly embodied of all our experiences in life, that they all kind of come through in the way we are. I'm going to read a poem from the Radiant Sutras, one of my absolute favorite books of all time. The Radiant Sutras, 112 Gateways to the Yoga of Wonder and Delight. And this is a translation by Lauren Roach, PhD. And it is, this is just like ecstatic poetry. One of my absolute favorites. This is number 79. Contemplate the entire universe as a magic show. On the grandest scale imaginable, fabulous art, an immense painting in motion. God is a magician whirling galaxies of fire, juggling atoms, planets, and us. Everything. Everything is fleeting. Meditating on this magic, great happiness rises in the heart. Oh, that's beautiful. My go-to a lot of times uh, is art. Oh, yes. You know, when I was working uh, and living in New York, a lot of times, because I was uh, usually working in the suburbs, I did some time in Manhattan, but for the most part, it was Queens. I Things would just get to be overwhelming at times. And for me, I would just hop on a subway and I would go to the Museum of Modern Art and just mm-hmm. sit there and and take in the beauty of, you know, Van Gogh, uh, Monet. It just the colors. Um, it was just stunning. It was just stunning. And it really helped me to just shed all the stuff that was going on in my life, uh, mm-hmm. work related, especially because, mm-hmm. you know, and then I had work. I had school. I had the army. I was like, oh, my God. Just let it all go yeah. and sink into that beautiful artwork. And I actually had the uh, opportunity to go to where Van Gogh had uh, painted a lot of these paintings really? when he was in the the hospital in France. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. and you could see it. You could actually see it. it was magnificent, absolutely magnificent. The times I couldn't go, I had art books. Another favorite of mine, Betty, and we didn't know this about each other until we were prepping for this podcast. I have so many art books. Oh, yeah. And I would just sit there and and go through it, you know, and just drink it all in, you know, drinking that beauty, drinking the composition of the painting, the whole thing. It's just it's a wonderful thing to do. And it doesn't have to be an art book. I have a book on uh, spiritual centers of the world mm-hmm. where the photos are striking, absolutely striking. Right. Um, there's so much out there that, that you can do where you, if you can't leave your house, 
or yeah. you don't have a museum. You know, I certainly don't have a, a art museum close by here. I live now in the mountains, um, but it's it's there are ways that you can accommodate this online art visits. Exactly. I was you know, just going to mention that there's so much out there now that will give you immediate access to the great art of the world and and a lot of um, interesting other art, too. I mean, there's so many things. Yes, yes. Um, YouTube is, is really fabulous for this kind of thing. And you know, I utilize that a lot. Yeah. You know, just this last weekend, I went with a girlfriend and we went up to the Clark Art Museum in Williamstown, mm-hmm. Massachusetts. It's right on the on the uh, Vermont border. There's something different about getting to see it in person, I think, when you can. You know, uh, YouTube TV has caught on to this. Uh-huh. Uh, they have just a few moments of quiet quiet moments with these beautiful pictures of butterflies or places in nature, you know, and it's, huh. it's lovely because you don't have to listen to a dopey commercial. Good. Right? Yes. You can just drink in this quiet moment. And I'm, I, uh, I, I very much appreciate that. I really do. And I think last but not least is um, doing handicrafts. Before I went back for all my degrees and went into the military and worked and, you know, where I was just working, I would come home and my aunt Nellie from Ireland is the one who taught me how to knit when I was a youngster. Mm-hmm. We, we knit a leprechaun sock. <laughs> so <laughs> a little witty bitty sock, right? Oh, that's great. And I, I remembered those uh, moments with her and I thought, let me try picking that up again. And I did. I knit, I crochet, uh, I do needlework. Uh, I let it go for quite a few years because life was just too busy. And I've, sure. I've just returned to it now. Yeah. And it gives me so much satisfaction. You can just sit there and listen to quiet music while you're knitting or crocheting, whatever you're doing. Um, you can listen to a, an audiobook. There if we go. you want. Right. It, these are all ways to bring yourself joy, to allow yourself to get rid of the rack-a-rack-a-roo, focus on something else. And particularly with handicrafts, I think that it helps you to create something of beauty that you can either gift someone else with, gift yourself. Sure. Um, uh, There's so much that can be done with that. And it it just really helps. It helps. I think it's deeply creative, and I also love that you're creating by using your hands. Yes. There, yes. I think there's something so integrative about that sort of tactile creativity. Mm-hmm. Oh, wonderful. Now, full disclosure, I myself am not a knitter. I managed to knit one scarf, and but I did enjoy the process, even if I didn't keep it going. It was really kind of... It was meditative for me even though I was a rank beginner it was fine (laughs) listen one caveat with this and I will tell you for the audience do not pick a complicated pattern unless you're really into it because Uh, that will destroy the zen that comes with knitting (laughs) so I just do very plain things. I'm in the midst of doing a blanket for my granddaughter at her request. Mm. Um, but it's a simple stitch. You know, I don't have to count. I don't have there to do anything. Right, 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 right. I get it. 
makes a big difference. Makes it even the crocheting I do, I try and do it where I don't have to do a lot of counting. And um, there's something you can do a granny shawl, you can do granny squares. I mean, there's a whole bunch of really easy knit crochet sure. things that you can do. And even needlepoint, mm-hmm. you know, don't be afraid to pick up a kid's needlepoint that you see in the mm-hmm. store. Might seem like childish. No, but still, it comes out really cute. It does. And, you know, to be able to see the colors fed into the pattern is really satisfying. Yes. Yes. Really great. Mm -hmm. Back to coloring, right? We begin where we started. Mm -hmm. And it is about time for us to end, believe it or not. So, goodness. Wow. Well, once again, we will have a wisdom practice for you. And in this case, pick something, anything that appeals to you, either from our list or from something that will just bring you joy to be able to reestablish a relationship with. And again, not so structured, just 15 minutes. Doesn't have to be perfect. In fact, imperfect is good. You know what Oshana always taught us? That in the Native American world, only creator makes perfect. There we go. So don't worry if you drop a stitch, if you if you miss something, just leave it in there. That's exactly It's a good right. reminder. Good reminder. Good reminder. I agree. Well, we want to thank you for listening to our podcast. And we'd especially appreciate it if you'd leave a rating or share this episode with family or friends. We'd love for you to leave a review on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn sites. And tell us what was most memorable or meaningful for you from this episode. You know what I've noticed, too, on Facebook? You can interact with the people who are making their comments. Yes. So if you see a comment that really attracts you, interact with that person. Because we only have the best person the best persons, (laughs) the best people (laughs) listening to our podcast. We do indeed. We we adore our listeners. Thank you, everyone. Our next year of podcasts, as we said before, have the theme of restore and replenish. This is the first one in that launch. And, you know, our podcast is dedicated to sharing techniques to aid in organizing work-life balance in a post-pandemic world and giving you ways to be kind to yourself and the others around you. Now I want to call out the many thanks we have for MinervaED.com and Franny's Photography for sponsoring our podcast. And Betty, why don't you talk about the new link on MinervaED.com for tapping? Yes, um, we've had a good response to tapping even on the podcast when we mentioned it. And so I've decided because this has such a, a strong impact on me in this past year, we have done a whole class on tapping and that will be coming up on the Minerva Ed link um, to the Minerva Educational and Wellness Treatment Center. We're in the process of getting it put up now. We do have, actually, we do have a poster. We do have some benefits about tapping on it. So if you click on it now, you will find that and it may pique your interest. So you may want to take the class with us. Okay. And what does that intro video show? Does it introduce you to the process of tapping? Uh, We don't have the video up yet, but we will. Good, good. But it's a poster. It's a large poster we have that you can print out if you want, I think. And if not, let me know. But it it designates the tapping points. Oh, ideal. There we go. So it's such a simple practice. It really, really is. 
great. Well, we want to thank you for listening. Until the next time, be well.